Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. This is the Annie Fry Show. Happy Friday. Hope your Friday is starting off well. Man, is anybody else sick of cold? I'm sick of cold. It's 12 degrees downtown right now. The wind chill is between minus 5, minus 10, and uh, I'm ready for summer. Let's move on. Let's just skip it. I'm ready to be done with winter due to the, uh, I don't know, lack of caring. If, if nothing else. Hey, it's Mike Elam sitting in for Annie Fry today. Brad is out today as well, but Ryan is here. Leah is here. Drew is here as well. Uh, you you all good? I, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Good. We're doing stuff right up until airtime. We are, so man. There we're, is, we're good. There is always something going on. So on Friday on the Annie Fry show, as, as Annie Fry folks know, uh, it's a little different show today. We don't necessarily do all the big, heavy political stuff. And uh, it, it gets to be a little lighter. Uh, we are going to play X's and O's, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, so that'll be a two. Thanks to Ryan for for doing all the hard work in setting that up. State Representative Jeff Myers is going to join us. Uh, St. Charles County Sheriff Scott Lewis is coming in. So should be fun. I don't know that either one of those guys has been on the show before. Uh, not that I know of. So good. First timers. I, I love that part of it. So that's going to be good. Uh, we're going to have Wiggins America coming up later on this hour. I am curious to see how this plays because I didn't hear last week. What did I miss? So this is a new feature on Fridays. Yeah, this is going to be at 105. And last week, unexpectedly last week, so Annie was off last Friday also. It's becoming a thing. Yeah. I guess just every, every Friday. That'd be great. <laughs> Uh, she didn't expect to be off last Friday. This time she's taken a couple days. But last time she had bronchitis. So I filled in last minute uh, because nobody was scheduled. Okay. And it was cool. We did this this new feature at 105 called What Did I Miss? It's basically the most, I don't want to say intense because some of them are just funny, but the, the craziest audio that we missed throughout the week. Oh. So it's stuff that we maybe even had on the sheet but we just didn't get around to it or whatever. And I'm looking at this week going, man, that is good stuff. And it's stuff that could carry an entire segment. Oh. But we just boom, 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 hit them. We talk a little bit about it. We move okay. on. So that's the way that goes. I'm looking forward to that. It, it's kind of the what did we miss Mark Cox shortlist. 
Like here's kind of here's the thing. We'll roll yeah. through that. Brian Kilmeade has his top three, yeah. right? So they get to that kind of stuff. Uh, it is evidently snowing pretty good at the National Mall in Washington D.C. From what I'm seeing, it's the 51st annual March for Life event that's going on in D.C. right now. And I know there's a lot of people from the St. Louis area who were there. Um, I bet it, even with the snow, it's probably warmer in D.C. than it is in St. Louis right be. now. But it sure doesn't look very no, it, fun. It doesn't look pleasant at all it, right now. It, it looks brutal. Hey, we are going to have a conversation on the other side. We're going to um, go short on this first break because there's a, a story that I want you to hear about. So Todd Bensman uh, is the national security the senior national security fellow at the Center for Immigration Studies. He wrote an op-ed. And this was in the um, uh, was it the New York Post that I think he wrote that that in. So uh, we're going to talk to him a little bit about that. It seems like the Biden administration has made a deal with Mexico, but they're not talking about it. And yeah. the only way that the Center for Immigration Studies found out about this is through a FOIA request. And there is a lot of stuff that is going on behind the scenes that makes you wonder, mm, why did you do that? And why are these changes happening? And why is the Mexican media reporting on it? But the American media is not. Yeah. So so Brad is not here today, but this is a guest that he's been working on to try to get on the show for some time. Oh. Lo and behold, he takes a day off. We, could, we get it confirmed. See, I love that. <laughs> it's great. But I, I really, from finding out more about Todd Bensman and the subject matter that we're going to be talking about, we had to fit him in because he's so busy. Yeah. He's got something else going on. So we have to go real short in this segment, and then we're going to come right back almost like immediately now to interview him. This is not just, oh, let's talk about the border some more. No. This is... Listen to something else that you haven't heard about the border. Exactly. So stick around for this. Uh, I'm look, really looking forward to hearing what he has to say. I am too. We are going to do that on the other side. So it's Mike Elam sitting in for Annie Fry today on the Friday edition of the Annie Fry Show on St. Louis's home for conservative talk on 97.1 FM Talk. Bright light said it gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Welcome to the Annie Fry Show. My name is Mike Elam, sitting in for Annie today. Ryan is here. Leah is here. Drew is here as well. So we appreciate everybody in the team making it. But Brad decided to take the day off. Unfortunately, Brad couldn't be here for this. But Brad is the guy who helped us connect uh, with our next guest today. And we are going to talk with Todd Benzman. Uh, Todd is with the Center for Immigration Studies. And he's written an op-ed that showed up today that said, Has Biden... Has Biden bribed Mexico to control the border? Todd, thank you very much for joining us today. Good to be here. Thank you. So uh, just reading through this story, it really uh, makes me wonder, how did all this come about and, and how did you find out about it? But before I, I get to those questions, can you bring everybody kind of up to date about your op-ed uh, and, and the topic of this that you've uncovered? Sure. Well, uh, the, the piece is uh, in, in the New York Post today. Um, it is uh, related to a decline in the number, in the huge, huge numbers, historic numbers of border crossings that the whole nation was watching in October, November, and December. 
uh, now we're into January and um, all of a sudden the numbers are like 60, 70 and 80 percent less after the uh, president went to Mexico and met with uh, his counterpart there, Obrador, Manuel Obrador. And then there was a second shuttle diplomacy event involving Alejandro Mayorkas, the DHS secretary and Anthony, Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, again, they all came back to Washington uh, not telling us anything about what, what they did down there, what they talked about, or what agreement they came away uh, with. But we did notice uh, all of a sudden, in, the, in a, a week or two later, that the numbers of immigrants crossing was uh, in a precipitous decline from 12,000 and 14,000 a day all through December, historic numbers. I mean, really, this is just unbelievable, these numbers. Right. To uh, 4,000 and 5,000 and 6,000 a day. So, you know, 50%, 60%, 70%, 80% less. Uh, so um, I have uh, Border Patrol friends and sources down there who are telling me that the numbers, everybody's gone. There's nobody coming across. So, uh, I looked around in our media and couldn't find any reporting about it at all. I'd been in Europe, so I just came back and, uh, you know, hadn't been to our border in a while and started making calls. And my Border Patrol uh, people down there were telling me, well, the Mexicans are clearing them all out. I was like, oh, interesting. Really? So then I – yeah, so then I checked – I checked the uh, Mexican media. I spent about two days just grinding through Mexican media reports, you know, using Google Translate. <laughs> uh, and lo and behold, there it all was. Mexican media is reporting all over the place that the federales, the Mexican troops, and the immigration service are rounding up immigrants in all these border towns, putting them on airplanes and flying them all the way down to the Guatemala border, really? to their southern provinces. And they've got a bus lift as well as the airlift, uh, where they're just loading up, forcing everybody onto buses and shipping them down to Tapachula uh, in Chiapas State and Tabasco State, bulldozing migrant camps uh, in the north, uh, rousting all of the immigrants off of the freight train system that they've been using by the hundreds of thousands for three years straight, uh, blockading all of the uh, train depots in Mexico to make sure that nobody can get on them, and then building a bureaucratic uh, wall, kind of like uh, Gaza Strip or something, uh, down in the southern in, uh, provinces and, and keeping them bottled up down there. Uh, and that's what is happening now, whether there was a, you know, the Biden administration uh, paid the Mexicans to do this or what the deal is, nobody knows because neither side is talking, but something happened. <laughs> I mean, it's it's got to be more than just a mere coincidence that after three years of letting everybody through, all of a sudden the Mexicans uh, took a, a sudden interest in uh, shutting down as much illegal immigration as they possibly could uh, on their side. And uh, so the numbers are definitely down. Uh, the poll numbers 
are terrible for the Biden administration's campaign coming into the November elections. And so, you know, one could reasonably speculate that uh, the administration went down there and told the uh, Mexicans, uh, you know, in exchange for this or that, you're going to have to, uh, you know, get, get this under control for us uh, unless you guys want Trump in office. And they don't want Trump in office uh, down there. So that's kind of the gist of it, of the piece. Uh, it's based on Mexican media reports. I have not been down there yet. But since the piece came out, I've had a lot of confirmation from official sources that work on the border saying, yeah, that's exactly what's going on. The Mexicans are, are moving them out. This is Todd Benson. He's a senior national security fellow at the Center for Immigration Studies and talking about an op-ed that's in the New York Post today. And, Todd, the big thing that the first question that I would say is because of what you said about the Biden administration poll numbers being so horrendous. I think I heard earlier today there's a poll 18 percent approval of the Biden administration's handling of the border crisis. So if you have this kind of dramatic shift, and you, you drop the daily occurrences by over 10,000 people that are coming into the U.S. illegally, why wouldn't they want to take credit for that right away? Why, why would they want that to be hush-hush? Well, it's early. Uh, this is, uh, we're only uh, two and a half weeks, maybe three weeks into it, and maybe they're just you know, making sure that it's confirmed uh, that, that it's that it's going to last before they come out and take a victory lap. But I would say expect to start seeing some victory laps and spiking of the footballs. Uh, you know, our diplomacy worked. Uh, we're amazing. But I'll also just tell you that 6,000 and 7,000 a day is just a catastrophe. Uh, you know, 14,000 a day, I mean, is just so all of it's just beyond the American experience. We've never had numbers even close to these uh, before this administration took office and started letting everybody in. Um, so even if they were to take a victory lap, maybe, I mean, it's not that much of a victory lap. 6,000 a day uh, coming between the ports of entry is still uh, something that is shameful, really. I mean, no, no American president has ever had numbers like that. Right. I remember so, hearing an interview earlier this year from the Biden administration folks who were talking about if they found out it was a thousand a day, they knew yes. it was going to be horrific. And that was a thousand. Now we're so desensitized, I guess, for lack of another term, that having 4,000 come across, we go, oh, wow, what a massive improvement, when actually that's still a horrible catastrophe that we're staring at. Yeah, I mean, just remember that, you know, the, the thing that this administration, if you're, if you're a campaign manager, you know, or an advisor, the thing that you, that you most don't want uh, your candidate to, to have is daily and nightly media video uh, footage of these massive crowds that are just pouring in right. over the border that's in November, December. Even if they don't take a victory lap, they, they may figure that they can still benefit from the absence over time of images like that because what was happening in October, November, December had actually attracted American media attention. And I mean, mainstream, like you had CNN down there. Uh, like, I don't know if they've ever been down there. 
Yeah. Um, they found you know, the border. And Look at that. They found the border. And, you know, it's funny because I was watching some of their coverage. I've been covering this for three years and wrote a book about it and called Overrun, by the way. But they were down there saying, you know, all of a sudden, the numbers are up in the last few weeks. <laughs> and I was just looking at that. Oh, my God. Where have you been? Todd Benzman, Senior National Security Fellow at the Center for Immigration Studies. This is Ryan Wiggins. I wanted to get a question in before we run out of time with you because I know you got a hard out here. But uh, can this drop, which you said is about two and a half weeks in now, can it be attributed possibly to anything else? Uh, or is it very clear that this was a result of these meetings that happened? Because you say you know, you're scouring Mexican media. They're attributing it to that meeting. Am, am I right? Yeah, Mexican media is – I mean – Let's just put it this way. The best you can say is that it is a very tight coincidence, <laughs> uh, very tightly correlated to, uh, you know, Mexican uh, government all of a sudden taking extraordinary action on on an issue that was the subject of a presidential visit uh, a week before that sort of thing. You know, so you can say that. Uh, but really, I think this really this boils down to the freight trains. Uh, you know, I, I was down there a year ago. I wrote a bunch of stories and did a bunch of reporting about the freight trains uh, and noting that they were never guarded. The freight yards were never guarded. Nobody cared. Everybody who wanted to get on those trains uh, would get a free, easy passage all the way to our border, any city you want. Uh, and hundreds of thousands were using these freight trains. So if they just shut those down alone, you're going to cut it by 40, 50 percent, just the freight trains. And I said so at the time uh, when I was reporting it. And, and then that, that alone uh, appears to be having a big, you know, significant dent and roadblocks everywhere uh, all over northern Mexico. I mean, the word is out among the immigrants that, you know, you're going to end up all the way back in Tapachula in the south. If you if you're not careful, if you go north right now, things are too hot, just Stay at shelter in place. Save your smuggling money for when it'll count. Hey, Todd, I'm curious about, and, and you may not have enough time to get into this because I know we've got about a minute and a half here, but the CBP-1 app I've heard about, and I know that was really kind of put together to get some Latin American countries passage through the ports of entry, but it seems like the Mexican population, the Mexican citizens, are the ones who seem to be using this to get into the United States. And the way I understood that app, it was not supposed to be used by Mexican citizens. No, that's right. Uh, the way the reason we even know about this is because of a FOIA lawsuit that I and my organization, CIS, Center for Immigration Studies, filed for the data. They, they It was the biggest state secret about how many they were allowing to pre-authorize uh, illegal entries over the bridges uh, through the through the app, and and which nationalities. And when we got the data, we no, I noticed right away that the number one nationality using this thing were Mexicans. Uh, through September, there were over sixty five thousand that they brought in over this, and they give them work permits. It's a a work permit. It's a work program that never got approved by Congress or discussed in public or debated or anything. Uh, if that number's probably 100,000 by now, it's been five, six months. So um, 
you know, I, I have publicly asked that question. I've called, I've emailed. Nobody is talking in the administration about that. No media is asking what I'm asking. Why did you do this? What is the purpose? What part of a deal was this? Uh, it's a work program. Uh, but also, you know, they said it was for four nationalities. Publicly, they always say this is for four different nationalities, Central America. But when we got the data, it was over 100 nationalities Wow! from all over the world, from Uzbekistan and Syria and Afghanistan and uh, you name it. I mean, 100 different countries. That's on our website, CIS.org. All of my reporting on the CBP-1 program. Uh, what they're really doing with it. They're flying. They've flown 250,000 immigrants in from foreign airports directly into U.S. airports on this thing. Uh, they have brought in 600,000, 700,000 people that you never saw. That's in addition to the ones that you see coming in between the ports of entry down on the ground at the river there at Eagle Pass. Uh, the CBP-1 programs, their parole programs, don't don't get you can't see those on Fox News uh, drone video at all right. because they just blend in there uh, everything you know so um, that's a a whole other novel you're right well Todd I I appreciate your time I know you have to run because you have a another appointment thanks for bringing this to light we really appreciate you writing that op ed getting that on everybody's radar. Uh, your book is called Overrun, so if people want to go look that up, they can find out more about what's going on. But, Todd, thanks for spending some time with us today at 97.1 FM Talk. Anytime. Thanks. That is Todd Benzman. He is the senior national security. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. A fellow at the Center for Immigration Studies. This is the B or not the B. 
uh, which is the time when we ask question, is this a real article or not? So I'm going to read some headlines to you, and you have to tell me whether or not this is a real story or this is a satire news story from the Babylon Bee. And I have, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six stories for you, which wow. means that the printer ate one of them. <laughs> Story to be named later. Yeah, story may, to be named it later. It may resurface in the 1 o'clock hour. We'll see. Uh, let's start with this one, guys. Let me know if you think this is a real headline or a fake news headline. Child who dreamt of being NFL referee gets devastating news that he was born with 20-20 vision. <laughs> I'm going to say that's a B story. You are correct. Hey! You are correct. Uh, Martin's taking it well, but we're in a daze as a family, said Martin's father while his wife wiped away tears with one of Martin's toy yellow flags. How do you adjust to a new life that is suddenly void of your child's lifelong dream simply because he was born with the unfortunate gift of sight? The Durfling family optometrist said the family should have seen the warning signs in Martin early on, including his ability to make out large objects like trucks and houses. <laughs> The fact that he could watch a football game on television and know what was happening, we should have known, cried his mother, Donna. If only he had suffered some terrible accident, like acid being splashed into his eyes, his dream would be alive. <laughs> did, did you hear the story about the, uh, the NFL crew that got pulled off of the playoffs because they were so bad? No, yeah, really? They, that maybe that's because of it. it could maybe be that article's Yeah, they had they had an actual crew that they said you guys are out for the playoffs because you've missed so many calls. Well, isn't that what they always do when they get to the playoffs? Because there's less games. Well, so they you grade, narrow it down. They grade all the the officiating teams. They're officiating teams just like their NFL teams, right. and you get graded after every Sunday's game that you call. And this this particular crew, they're like, yeah, you're out. See ya. We're we're <laughs> wait, like gone for good. No, they're just not I think, in the playoffs. I think they're going to redo the team after this season. Oh, I don't think that team's going to be back, but <laughs> gotcha. they they lost contention for the playoffs. Okay. Did, was the NFL referee Angel Hernandez? It was not, but it would qualify. <laughs> okay. By the way, Matt Carpenter signed with the Cardinals today. I saw that. Matt, I did not see Matt that. Carpenter is back. He did a, a one-year deal, so... Oh, welcome, really? welcome back, Matt Carpenter. Wow, wow, okay. There you go. All right, next story. FBI warns of extremist MAGA plot to go to a polling location and vote for preferred candidate. I'm saying that's a real story. Yeah, not the B. I'm sorry, guys. Oh! That is the B. Uh, this threat to democracy cannot be overstated, said FBI Director Christopher Wray. Unnamed intelligence sources confirmed that on November 8 of this year, Millions of militant MAGA zealots will take a short break from their usual schedule of running small businesses, raising families, and peacefully abiding by the law to infiltrate voting booths and cast votes for the political figures who are their favorites. <laughs> Quote, our democracy is hanging by a thread and we might lose it if we allow all these people to vote according to their beliefs, said Ray. Well, they're trying to make sure that you can't. They're trying to make sure that the candidate of your choice is not allowed on the ballot. Yeah, here in the free state of Missouri, you can vote for anybody you want, but not in Colorado. Not in Colorado. Maine. I think it's interesting now that they're trying to do a write-in campaign for Joe Biden uh, in New Hampshire after he basically thumbed his nose at New Hampshire. But things are so bad for him, and, and you actually have a Democrat candidate that is on in New Hampshire that he could actually win. So uh, yeah, that, isn't that, that a mess? Their primary system got all jacked up. But they did it to themselves. At their own doing. Yes. Yeah. yeah, amazing. All right, next one. Jill Biden visits Hunter High in Utah. 
<laughs> that's funny on a number of reasons. <laughs> just because it's called Hunter High. B? No, that's a real story. This is a real oh. story. Yes. First Lady Jill Biden was in Utah this week with U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy to fundraise for the Biden campaign, which included a stop at a high school in West Valley City. Being a doctor of education, as the media loved to remind us, Jill Biden said, <laughs> visiting schools and talking to students and the teachers, all of those who make our schools run are some of my favorite visits. The teachers cheered her. The student choir sang her a song. It was all pretty standard fare, except for one thing, the name of the high school, Hunter High School. In a lot of the camera shots, the school part was cut off. It just says Hunter and High. So there was a big banner behind her in most of these media uh, appearances are the pictures that said Hunter High. Yes. Behind Jill Biden. That is a real story. That is funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Interesting picture taking. And, and it is. You'd it is. think they would have thought about it. Somebody, you would think. I'm, I'm guessing that, as the media likes to remind us, was not part of the story. That yes. was that was added commentary. Yes, it was. <laughs> All right, we're halfway through here. All right, okay, let's so roll. We got three more. Number uh, four. After lackluster showing, Nikki Haley orders bombing of Iowa. <laughs> B. I'm, I'm going to guess it's B, but it could be a real story. <laughs> Reports coming in from the ground indicate hundreds of eligible voters have lost their lives as a result of attacks on key polling locations throughout the state. Nikki Haley has officially claimed responsibility for the attacks. <laughs> Quote, there is only one solution to this problem, which is the same solution to every problem, and that is bombing things, Nikki Haley <laughs> reportedly said as she gave the official go-ahead to her personal drone strike team. Ooh, look at the explosions. Her personal drone strike team. I wondered how they were going to handle that because she didn't really have the authority, but I guess they just made up a team of the bombers that she has <laughs> at her disposal at any, any given moment. It's all Kaczynski's old uh, old family that was still around. They right. just put them in a bomb strike team. Okay, uh, next one. NASA finally managed to open its asteroid sample jar from outer space after months of trying to get the lid off. <laughs> That's strange enough. I'm going to say it's a real story. Yeah, I'll say real. This is a real story. <laughs> this is real. Remember those samples from the asteroid that NASA was all excited about getting back to Earth? Question mark. Answer, no. No. I actually I, don't. I don't remember hearing that story Apparently at all. Apparently that did happen. Uh, well, there's been a big problem actually accessing those samples. The samples were stored in a space jar. <laughs> I just love adding space, space in front jar. of anything. <laughs> space jar. It's in our space jar. <laughs> <laughs> and they couldn't get the lid off. It turns out that two of the 35 clamps sealing the sample had cold welded themselves together NASA had not counted on this eventuality and had no tools available to open the jar. They didn't even try running cold water over it, <laughs> using a towel or wrapping rubber bands around the lid. But re really, apparently, all the standard tricks ran the risk, all those normal things that you would do to just open a jar. Right. They ran the risk of contaminating the samples if they did some of that stuff. Oh. So NASA engineers have now, of course, probably spent another billion dollars setting out to make some new tools made from special non-magnetic stainless steel for the job. I figured Elon Musk figured out how to get into it. And, yeah. And that's how they did. I have one of those little round rubber things that, that it's just flat, but you use that and it helps you grab on. So I think of my, my friend Tommy Shaw every time I do that. They, he was handing those out. So I have one of Have you never seen those before, Leah? Just, no. It's just a little circle, little rubber thing, and um, it's flat. You just put it over the top of the jar, but it allows you to grab it. 
So if your hands are slipping, you just put it on and okay. twist right up. Maybe I have. I'll, I'll bring one for you next time. All right, I'll try to sneak these last two in here before we get to the top. I'll try to be quick. You get three minutes. All right, students dressed as furries could be collected by animal control. <laughs> I'm going to say that's a real story. Sure, let's say real. That is a real story. <laughs> This is a real story. I am breaking my record today. It's amazing. If one Oklahoma representative gets his way, children who act like dogs and cats during school hours could be punished by animal control. (laughs) Yes, parents might soon have to collect their erstwhile kids from the pound if Representative Justin Humphrey's bill makes it to the finish line as it stands today. Of course, this is Rolling Stone, so they add... If, that is, of course, if kids acting like animals at school is really that widespread a problem, which is up for debate. But, of course, if it isn't, then who cares about the law? Exactly. <laughs> Humphrey's bill, which was filed Wednesday, seeks to put in place a new law whereby students who purport to be an imaginary animal or animal species or who engage in anthropomorphic behavior, commonly known as furries, at school shall not be allowed to participate in school. The parent or guardian of a student in violation of this section shall pick up the student from the school. Animal control services shall be contacted to remove the student. And I know you need to hurry to get this last one in, but I, I got to tell you, the whole furry thing, I, I don't get it. I thought that was a whole made-up story. I thought furries as a whole was a whole made-up story when it first came out. Yeah, th- we have we have mentally deranged people in this yeah, country. I'm and I used saying. to have a T-shirt because I had a band that I really liked called the Super Furry Animals. I still like them. That I wore in college that just said furries. Oh no! And I didn't know <laughs> that that was that a that thing. That was a thing. But it was twenty years ago. I, anyway, I, I didn't know it was a thing either. But you yeah, know. thank you. Takes all kinds. Last one. Here we go. Trump offers DeSantis coveted administration position, spinning Trump sign on street corner. That's a B story. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you got it. After winning the Iowa Republican caucus in historic fashion, Trump sought to sweeten the deal to persuade the reluctant DeSantis to suspend his own presidential campaign and endorse Trump as Vivek Ramaswamy has done by letting the Florida governor know the powerful and highly influential position of Trump administration street corner sign spinner would be waiting for him if he did so. That is Wiggins America. You got them all in. Congratulations. We did it. We by did the way, it. Tim Scott is endorsing Donald Trump today, so that is coming up. What did I miss? It's a new segment that happens on the Annie Fry Show, and that is coming up on the other side. Mike Elam in for Annie on 97.1 FM Talk. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.